Welcome to We, Women Encouragers and Wellness Enthusiasts. My name is Kelsey. And my name is Morgan. Both nutritionists leading busy lives, just trying to balance it all. Here we will be sharing the stories of inspiring women in our Oregon communities. How do you balance wellness, work, health, and relationships, and all the little things we do in between? Come listen in on the conversations while we chat about all of these and more. Much, much more. Alrighty guys, today's guest is a huge influencer in the fitness community here in Portland area, my area. She is a former ballerina turned personal trainer, a huge women encourager, big fitness enthusiast, and um, she does event planning for Poppy PDX, just a ton of other things. So actually today is mine and Kelsey's first time officially meeting her. Yeah. Yeah. Not yes. Not yes. in person. No. Yes. One, one day. One day. <laughs> Sure. Um, but we've been dying to meet her. I've been following her on Instagram for a while, and I've been seeing her everywhere. She's doing great things. And so we are so excited to introduce our friend, Abigail. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. And I, I've been following you guys as well. And I'm just I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys. So thank you for having me on. This means a lot to me. Of yeah. course. Oh, so much. Okay. Yeah. So before we get into all the things we want to talk about, Let's get to know a little bit about you because I've heard some things like you have a really amazing story. So I've been waiting to hear this. Tell us oh, about man. yourself. Oh man, once upon a time. No, I'm kidding. Well, you know, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it uh, simple, I guess, just, just for the sake of keeping the story to tell it the best I can. When I was growing up, my mom, my mom actually was like, thought that I was too much of a tomboy. And she wanted me to get some grace. And so she's like, you know, we, we got to get Abigail in ballet. So I started ballet when I was about 13. And I quickly became obsessed with it. And that's all I cared about. And I loved dancing. It was, it was my passion. And as I continued to dance through high school, I started going to more summer intensives around the country, meeting more dancers, getting inspired. I decided that I wanted to be professional ballerina. So that was the goal. Um, I finished high school and I, I, instead of going to college, I went right into the beginning of my dance career. So I started dancing for a company in Princeton, New Jersey. And I was so excited to be a part of the company because all my dreams and hard work was all coming true. And that all came to a crashing, how, how do I even describe this feeling? But when I, I was about three weeks, I'd been at the company and the ballet mistress and the artistic director like pulled me and a couple of girls aside and said, you know, we're, we're so glad that you're part of this company, but uh, we, we need you guys to lose about 10 or 15 pounds in order to have the professional dancer aesthetic. And, and, you know, I was, I was 17 years old and I obviously wanted to please the director and I wanted to keep my place in the company and I wanted to be the best that I could be. So I quickly started doing some very, very unhealthy ways to lose weight and lose weight quickly. Um, I went into full scale anorexic, barely ate, dropped like 15 pounds 
and I was I was the most miserable and depressed that I had been. It was so strange because I had found my dream, I'd found my passion, and yet I was so miserable, right? I was just like, I, could, I was weak and tired, and the dance world is extremely competitive. Yes, um, Yeah, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of very nasty behavior between dancers or just like the rivalry is real. And so that only pushed me further into my disorder because believe it or not, I I am pretty competitive. (laughs) I'm competitive now with myself, which took a long time for me to really grasp, to put my blinders on and just realize that I've I did not need to find my validation in quote unquote beating someone else. And that's something that I hold on to even to this day. I mean, my, my belief is that there's enough room for everybody. And I believe in the, you know, scarcity versus abundance mentality. I am so totally on the abundance side. Like there's the more you give, the more you give, the more you get back. But I didn't always think like that. I did not always think like that. I used to be like, no, wait, I got to try to protect whatever I have. But anyway, um, so yes, disorder, dance company. I was still dancing. I was like two years. And I came to the point where it's like I needed a change. And I was researching one night on just looking up other dance companies. And, and this dance company popped up, Moxie Contemporary Ballet. And it said, we support healthy bodies in dance. I just froze. I was like, whoa, what is this company? I need to know what this is. So I click on it and it goes, We are located in Portland, Oregon. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I did? Where were you at the time when you saw this? And at the time I was still in New Jersey. Um, oh. I had been dancing in New York City as well. Um, a couple oh. companies is there, like going in and out of the city. Um, the tri state area. There was, there's a lot for the performing arts. So if you were a dancer or an actor or whatever, you know, being in the city, around the city, we were all there. You know, it's kind of like the hub. Um, but at the time, I was in New Jersey. So I, I clicked on it, Portland, Oregon. I was like, all right. So I go to YouTube, type in Portland. First thing that comes up is an episode of Portlandia. I was like, oh, oh what a nice intro. <laughs> I watched the episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this place seems a little crazy, but I'm so curious about this company that I'm going to go. And guys, July 2015, I bought a one-way ticket to Portland, Oregon with my suitcase and less than less than $100. And I just came. Um, I didn't know anybody here. I knew that there were some bridges. You know, I, I had plans in that the the company had a summer intensive. So if they liked us, you would go through the whole summer intensive and then you would be allowed to stay. So I they actually, they housed me at Portland State University. That was the first place I stayed when I came here. I was like in a tiny dorm in the back. That's what I was going to ask. Like, where did you live? Yeah. No, no, no. They put me up at Portland State and I commuted out to the studio for four weeks and at the end of the four weeks the director chose a few of the girls to stay and I happened to be one of the girls who she asked to stay so you know I'm excited Portland's cool I'm 3,000 miles away from home I'm 20 years old I'm like whoa this is great well uh then uh we all went to go to rehearsal the next week and there was a chain around the door 
and it said uh, the landlord has not, the director has not paid her rent, so we're closing the whole facility down, and 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 you don't have a job, and there is no company, and it's over. So if you can imagine how crazy that is, like let's say like you're working for this company, right? And you sign the paperwork, like I'm going to work here and you show up Monday morning and like, it doesn't exist. Literally like, like door was slammed in your face. This was like your literally chain around the door. Like the thing that you came out here for does not exist. So, That's I mean, I had, I had nothing. I had nothing. I, I was freaking out. I didn't know where I was going to stay. I had no job. I didn't even understand what a resume was. <laughs> I, all I knew was I knew how to dance and that's all I had. I had my point shoes. I had my suitcase. I had a couple dollars and I knew, and all of a sudden this, the exciting city of Portland had become a very terrifying and strange place to be. How old were you? Would you say at this I was, time? I was 20. Oh, 20. Gosh. And so so young. <gasps> that is really young. And then at the time too, you were talking about how like you were, you're anorexic and all this, like how had that played a part in this too? Like, ah, so the cool thing about that was, uh, towards the end of my second year at the dance company, I actually was hospitalized because I had fainted when the, when I talked to the doctor, he said, you absolutely must start eating or, or, you know, you have to start eating again. So I actually swung the other direction. I, I joke now it's not a joke, but I've had every eating disorder in the book. Like then I went full scale. So what often happens is this is not uncommon when you recover from anorexia and you start allowing yourself to eat again, guess what? You can't stop. You can't stop, man. You're just like shoveling it into your mouth. And, um, and so then I had bulimia. So I'd eat and then I'd go throw it all up, eat and throw it all up. And that was just that was even more addictive, I think, than trying to restrict my portion control. Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I can eat this, but, and I'll just get rid of it later. It'll be fine. You know? And it, the amount, the number of women, the number of dancers, my friends, we all had some problem. Like whether it was we weren't eating or we we're throwing it up or, you know, we'd exchange tips about like, Hey, have you tried using a toothbrush to try to make yourself throw up? I mean, I know that's graphic, but like, these are real problems. I mean, in any sport that is so centered on what you look like, it, it gets crazy. It, it really does. Um, which is so, almost every sport. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. I and mean, that was stuff you guys actively talked about with each other, like how to, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were we were all sick and we all fed off each other's illness, which is horrific to say, but it was the truth. So when I came out here, I was not, you know, excessively thin. And it was actually at this dance camp. And this and this is a really interesting point. The director had us do push ups before class because uh-huh. she believed that we should do strength training. I couldn't even do a push up. It was so embar- I couldn't do a push up at all. No, because in I dance, really liked it. everything. Yeah, there was a dancing background, and yeah, oh, my upper strength. Oh no. <laughs> exactly, you did. There was no upper body work at all. So I started doing push-ups at the company, and I really liked the strength training portion of it. Like I enjoyed, t- obviously, I enjoyed dancing, taking class, but I was really enjoying learning more about strength. And at the and it was, you know, a drop in the bucket. What I know now, but Anyway, um, so 
let's see. So I'm, I'm in Portland. It's a saga. So, you know, just strap on your safety belt. So I'm in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up, uh, one of my acquaintances from the dance company let me crash on her sofa. And so I started sleeping on a couch and I got my first job in a call center because I, that's, you know, I took a test, did Excel spreadsheets and I made calls from nine to five for a medical billing company. Um, so I'm 20 years old. My dreams are crushed. I was always the girl with the plan, the girl who was going to like go do life and like the dancer pushed hard academically. And now I'm in a city and I don't know anybody and I'm making calls and I'm not dancing anymore. Like it was like in my whole world, like the carpet just got ripped out from underneath in so many ways. But I was grateful for that job because it allowed me to stay here. I started running every morning. I was, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to get up. I'm just going to get up and run. Just got up at six, started running, making the calls. I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe my dance career isn't over yet. Like, I'll keep, I'll plug into local dance sources. I went to Body Box. I did a work study program at the Northwest Dance Project, an amazing company on the east side. They do a lot of contemporary work. I actually got a chance to perform with them, which was all great. But eventually it came to to the point where I, the call center job ended and I decided that it was time to figure out, you know, what, what is going to be the next thing that I am truly passionate about? Because like I was in balance, I was obsessed with it, right? I was like be stretching every night, watching YouTube videos because it was my heart and soul, right? That was what I was passionate about. And I, I just lost it. So I was looking for that next thing. And Strangely enough, someone said to me, they're like, yo, like, have you ever thought about fitness? Because I, I, you know, I was running and I, I did my jumping jacks and my abs every day, you know, like super simple. And I got an opportunity to start teaching a bar class at one of the local studios in Portland, taught a bar class there. And then I started teaching their Pilates classes. And then I also picked up a job at Lucy Activewear. And it just started like, I decided, I'll never forget it too. I decided on like January, 2017, I said out loud to myself, I said, Abigail, I want to focus, let's focus on what you're passionate about and let's start making money. There it is. Just going to be super honest. You don't make any money when you're dancing. I'm, unless you're, unless you're in like a top tier company, but even then you're, you're not going to have enough to truly survive on or live any quality of life. So I started teaching group fitness, fell in love with it. Motivating people and coaching was like, it was my lifeblood. I was, I got excited. I was excited to get up in the morning because I'm going to go teach my 6 a.m. bar class and all the ladies are going to be there and they're going to kick ass and it's going to be great. And so then I started teaching close to 27 group fitness classes a week. Um, it was at the time too, I started learning some more business skills. Um, the studio asked me to start running their Instagram account. I started learning about like follow-ups. Like I just, I wanted to help it grow. I also found out that time. I'm also passionate about business. I started watching a lot of Gary Vee and a lot of books. I started reading a lot of books every time I'd come home, finishing a long day after teaching classes. And I would just read and listen to podcasts and listen to, I couldn't get enough of it. You know what I mean? I was like one to the next, to the next. And in those videos, they started saying things like, you can shape your destiny. And if you work hard enough, you'll, you'll get it. 
and, and so I started feeling this angst, like, okay, what is it going to be? What's my thing? What am I going to do? And so 2018 rolls around and I, January 1st, I took out 10 sheets of computer paper and I wrote down everything I wanted in life. And I went crazy. I was like, I want to be financially free. I want to travel the world. I want to inspire millions of people. I want to get on a stage and talk about health and wellness. I want to help women who have had eating disorders. I mean, guys, I went ham. I just, <laughs> I wrote it all out in that's Sharpie. And, it, yeah. so and, and I just, I posted it up on my wall. So I'd see it every morning when I woke up. And so last year in April, I decided I'm going to be a personal trainer. I need to, I'm, I want to be able to do personal training. And so I made the announcement and it took off and I started training people one-on-one. And then in July, I had an idea in the middle of the night, woke up and thought, I wonder if I could do like a fitness event where people would travel from gyms to gym for mini workouts and then pop in PDX was born. And then we did four events in 16 weeks, which was insane. And they all sold out, which was also crazy. And then October rolls around and I had been praying that 10 people would be willing to train with me at the end of the year. And somehow it had gone upwards of 40 and I was like, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. Uh, here we go. I was like the baby bird in the nest, right? You know, mom pushes the bird and you got to flap. You just figure it out. And, um, and, and then things, oh, guys, things started happening so fast. I can't even, I, these last few months in particular has felt like, you know, when you spin a top. Yeah. You spin you a top and it takes that, that initial momentum to get the top going. And then all of a sudden it's like going really, really fast. So then um, Athleta asked me to be ambassador. Um, so many incredible opportunities and people just started flooding into my life. I got a very clear vision of planks, plies, body positivity, the messaging that I wanted for whoever I had the privilege of coming into contact with, whether it was a fitness event or personal training. And yeah, that's, that, that leads us to where we are today. You know, I'm, that's it. I'm ballet to barbells. And that, wow. that is my story. I'm sorry. It's, it was so long. <laughs> no, that was so good. I love that you really added in there like literally like every step because I think that your story is so important inspiring. and inspiring tremendously inspiring and I think you I love how you gave us every step because it it makes where you are today so much more special I think instead of just being like oh I have a fitness studio you know I'm a personal trainer it's like no you had quite a story and you kind of had that moment where you're like all right like I've got to figure this out and it can go one way or the other way and you the positive, it went the positive way. So you I never, so you never got discouraged too. Like, you oh, oh, I, oh, I was discouraged plenty of times. I mean, that is, there's a quote that I love that goes life, life will show you what you're made of either by having nothing happen or everything happen at the same time. And I've experienced both. I've had experienced times of, you know, you know first and foremost, just being absolutely alone like and no help or support trying to figure out how to pay like the next bill like obsessing over how am I going to make sure that I have enough to eat and I have a place to sleep this month 
And that puts you in such a survival mode that those moments of discouragement and low, I mean, they, they hit all of us. I mean, we still deal with them, but, but it was that those moments, those times that truly showed me for the first time, I was like, I will get through this. This is temporary and I'm going to continue to make tiny investments into improving. I don't care if it's picking up an extra class, reading a book, podcast, getting coffee with someone who inspires me. I'm going to make an investment every single day to try to move the needle forward. And miraculously, when that, when you get that spin of positive energy, that's when things just start happening. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you actually for correcting me because that, that's what I wanted to hear. I didn't mean to correct you. <laughs> no, that's literally everything. That's, I'm like sitting here just feeling so inspired because like you were saying, yes, I got discouraged, but like, I will get through this mm-hmm. yes. period. End of story. I will. Right. Yes. I, yeah. We can all do hard things. And I think that's something that I hope everyone gets out of this is like, you can get through hard things. You know what I mean? Oh. And so much on the other side of that, but it's just taking it day by day, step by step. And it's not going to be easy. But if you can get through that one hard thing, every time you're faced with something hard, you can remind yourself, be like, okay, I got through that. I can keep, I can get through anything, you know? And I don't know if that's the mindset you have, but I think it's, at least I'm getting that from you. Uh, That is hundred percent the mindset I have. And this is why I treasure fitness because fitness is hard. It is hard to hold a plank. It is hard to lift heavy weights. And that is the beautiful transition and the way that fitness and real life go together. Because right. if you can go into the gym and you can push yourself to get through something that's going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. then you are going to you are going to have the ability and the confidence to go out in life and crush it. I remember when I when I started powerlifting, I was powerlifting a lot. And I was like deadlifting for the first time, like lifting over 200 pounds. And all of a sudden, like the business call I had to make was not hard at all. I was like, Right. I, just lift, I just lifted over 200 pounds. Come at me, phone call. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Awesome. It just gives you, it just gives you this. And that's what I treasure so much, especially in the women that I train, when I just see that gleam in their eye when they do a pull-up or they just do something when they just feel like a boss, like a boss woman. <laughs> and it's it's addictive. I love okay. giving that. I just want to just give, give, give that feeling to as many people as I can. The mental and physical strength that come with fitness and life. I love that. Okay. So since we are running out of time, we should go through some quick things that we wanted to know from you because we asked our Instagram people. So I think one would just be like quick. These are just quick tips. But like, how would you make maybe someone who's like super busy lifestyle, really like full day packed. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they have a full time job, whatever it is. How can they fit fitness into their lives easily? Like, what would you recommend? Oh, wow. Well, maybe that's not a quick I don't know. No, 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 it's totally cool. Um, I think first and foremost, uh, making making this idea, I think that sometimes you get this idea of working out or getting into the gym. You can blow it out of proportion in your mind of what it needs to be. You need 30 minutes. I'm serious. Like you need 30 minutes. Yes. You know, I spent three hours in the gym. Listen, 
you go hard for 30 minutes and you do, you know, your 10, 10 air squats, 10 lunges, 10 push-ups, set the timer on your phone, you're going to, you're going to get it done. You're, you're going to at least start. Right. Right. And they're on, obviously they're modifications for all those movements to make it easier. But I think the important thing is if you're just starting out and this is with anything, this is not just with fitness, make it a bite sized challenge, make it something where, you know, for a fact, yes, I can do a 10 minute body weight AMRAP and I can be successful at that. So then you plant the seed, you get it done, you're successful. And then you go, okay, cool. Let's make the seed a little bigger next time. And that's how you steadily grow. But just, just taking, you know, simplifying it all. I mean, there's so many, you know, workout routines, get ripped, get shredded, go to this class, work out three hours, uh, you know, eat an eggplant three hours when you work out, you know, I mean, the insanity what? of everything, you know, just, there's so many different strange things and articles that I've read about how to get started. For me, I go success and simplicity go really well together. Keep mm-hmm. it simple. Start with it. start with a plank and hold that forever. Right. No, kidding. not forever. <laughs> Never stop. No, someone exactly. once told me they're like, and I I think it was a teacher, a health teacher to be exact. Um, yes. Like talking about nutrition and exercise and all those things, and she always said use the kiss method, and it's keep it super simple. And yes. Like nothing about fitness or nutrition or health needs to be hard. Just keep it super simple. And I was like, I'm always going to remember that because yeah, it's true. That's exactly what I say. I always say to all my clients, small steps to a big success. Like mm-hmm. there it is. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's yeah. so dope. <laughs> you can <laughs> take it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll credit you. I promise. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay. So how, how do you even begin to get motivated? So if you know you have to, well, you don't have to, but if you know you want to get somewhere and you know, like, I feel like the first step, the first step is the biggest step to make. And then it always gets easier, right? How would you encourage someone to take that first step and get motivated? They want to do it, but how? Well, I think, I think first and foremost, and maybe this is a strange way to look at it, but I, I actually don't really believe motivation is very fickle. Um, you're not going to feel like it. Uh, you're not going to feel like going to the gym. You're not going to feel like getting up early. You're not going to feel like pushing yourself when you're tired. So when I want somebody to get quote unquote motivated, establishing their why is very, very important mm-hmm. for me. When I get, you know, when I'm tired or that 5 a.m. alarm is staring at me in the face and I'm like, all I want to do is sleep in, I remember that getting up early is going to get me one step closer to influencing a community and building something that I can be proud of and that's going to help other people. And that gets me right out of bed. Okay, let's go, right? You feel great. You feel tired. You're inspired. You're depressed. Don't (laughs) trust them. Trust your why. Don't trust your feelings. Trust your why. Oh, I really like that. Trust your why, not your feelings. Yeah. Love it. So we need to wrap up. So before we go, just really quick, 
Well, what? you you are the most. You have uh, tons of inspiring things to say. So just give us some more. So um, okay, <laughs> just keep feeding us. Feed us all the inspiring motivational Everything. quotes. So if you oh. could encourage one woman listening to this, what would you say to her? Oh wow. Okay. You are a treasure. You are so much more capable than you think you are. I want you to not be afraid of being demanding of what you want in life, in your career, in your relationships. Anything that you want, I want you to be bold. Because so many times, at least for women, and this is my opinion, I think we are taught to be, we are taught to, to be almost to feel sorry for wanting more. Mm-hmm. To to apologize for for being present. There's a there's a sentence that I say in something that I tell myself as well, saying I am not afraid to take up space, and that's not just physically, that's mentally, emotionally, being a presence, and and letting the world see you for who you are, and fully embracing that. And if I could say that to one, just, I would say that to every woman that I would come into contact with and, and support other women, be kind. Remember that we truly are all in it together. And the more that we focus on teaming up and building that community and support, the better off we're all going to be. Love it. Oh, that's so good. You are so awesome. You, you are said, a star. Yeah. You are literally. You um, are. You guys are, you guys are going to make me blush. Star. Thank you. Well, it's true. That. You are so cool. I'm so happy we were able to interview you. Um, I just know, like, yeah. what you just said, it's just going to speak to so many people. Because I'm sitting here, I'm, like, listening to you saying that. And I love how you just said you, like, instead of, oh, them. Because I'm like, oh, me? But right. Yeah. You feel as if you're being so. I know. I felt like I, I felt like I just right got emotional. Me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. Oh probably won't. I don't cry often. Um. Oh. Anyways. So with. Oh wait. No. Oh, last I, question. Gosh, I'm all over the place. That's uh, my question. favorite one. Yes. This is awesome. This is so great. Sorry, I am all over the place. What? I love it. Yes. Okay. Good. No. Let okay. me ask. You ask. What does wellness mean to you? Wellness. Wellness means, well, it's a bit of a cookie cutter response, but wellness for me means balance. Um, and this is, and this is coming from, I will admit to you firsthand that I am not a very balanced person. If you ask me, Abby, do you want to go out and have fun versus Abby, do you want to stay home and work on your projects? Guess what? I want to go home and work on my projects, right? I have to learn to take those moments for myself to be like, you know, to have that self care. And I think that you're, you can be on either end of the spectrum. Sometimes you need a little bit more grit and like get up and go and do stuff. And, but uh, you know, other times you need to take care of yourself. So wellness is an all encompassing. You have that balance of push versus being reset and recharged. I think that's what wellness means to me. And I have to work on it. I'm so, I'm working hard on this. It's, it's a lot. But, We're right there with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. It's a constant work it's on tough. 
this thing. Oh, yeah. I go from one spectrum to the other all the time. So The pendulum. The pendulum. Yes. So with that, where can everyone, where can our listeners find you? Instagram? Give us all Yes. Absolutely. So on Instagram, my main personal handle is it's underscore Abigail Parker. That's just I-T-S underscore Abigail Parker. You can also find my training videos and client spotlights at the Abigail Method. And then I also run at Poppin underscore PDX, which is the fitness events. I team up with my homegirl, best friend, best human, Katie Trozen, and we do pop-up workouts as well as doing sweat crawls. I also have a YouTube channel, which is at Abigail Parker. I'm so excited because we actually videoed the entire workout this morning. So we will be releasing a YouTube video later on this week with the highlight reel from this event. And I will hopefully be uploading more consistently now that I'm in the headspace and the place where I can get on a more consistent upload process. So I'm excited. I'm excited to grow uh, YouTube land. That will be kind of like the next horizon. And we're going to literally add all this information in our episode notes. So yes. if you. Oh, that's that, so nice. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate that. Course, because we want everybody to go to Pop and PDX and come hang out with you and us. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, you guys are you're you guys are on us, by the way. I have a promo code for you. Both of you. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah. sweet. Cool. Well, we will add that and everything. And I'm so, 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 so happy we got to meet you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are so rad. Thank you for making this happen. I appreciate you both. Well, we, we appreciate, appreciate you. You. You, are, you are such a bright light. I think this was amazing. So anyways, I can't wait for everyone to listen. We'll have this you is, on again. Yeah, we have yeah. to. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. Yes. Cool. I will. Yeah. So more to come, people. All right. So with that, we are going to say goodbye. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, Abby. 